It's just something that's been coming on for a long time. He'll come back, Mom. You've had fights with Dad before. Forget it. He's not coming back. He wants you to think about living with him. Oh, Ma, I'd rather stay with you. Now, honey, it's a pretty big decision, and I want you to think about it. He's going to call you later. I could quit school and get a job. The hell with that. You're not quitting school. Now, we'll make out. I'll get a job. I mean, I'm not exactly over the hill, you know. You're telling me. I got the best looking mom in town. Why, thank you, sonny boy. And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Beef bourguignon. French beef stew in red wine. We're going to serve it with braised onions and mushrooms and a wine dark sauce. It's a perfectly delicious dish. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, we could put in a little more tomato paste or a little more thyme. In this case, we're fortunately find it's just right. Now for the thickening of it. Now we want to get our pan hot and we're going to saute it in this first until it's brown and then we're going to put it in this pot in which we're going to cook it in the oven. Now this is going to go in a 325 oven and it should cook very, very slowly just at the bare simmer. And once it's in, except for checking the oven to make sure that it isn't bubbling and boiling. You don't have to look at it anymore. Then all let the sauce drain out. And then we simply put the stew back into the casserole. There. You want the flavor of the onions and the beef to all blend themselves with the stew. That's going a little too hard, so I'll put it inside. There. In about two or three minutes, if you have it in the ice box, you heat it up very slowly and baste the meat with the sauce. And then, and then you cover it and, and simmer it very slowly for about two or three minutes until everything is tender and hot through. Well, now this is ready to serve. Right now. Hi, this is Carmen and Guinevere, and you're listening to Eat It and Beat It on the Two True Freaks Network. We are here together, alone. Now we just need you. Hello, and welcome back to Eat It, a half podcast about food. I am one of your hosts. I am uh, Gene Colon, spelled with a no, not with an A. I'm here with my uh, my host, as always, uh, Stirrington Fry. Hello. And today we have our first our first guest on Eat It and Beat It. Oh, you'll recognize his voice. You'll you you, you all know him as Mr. Chef Boy Howdy. Boy Howdy. Yes, yes sir. 
good to have you. Oh, it's good to be had. It it was definitely a consensus that we wanted the uh, the the good chef to be the first person on the podcast. You wanted the big guest. fat fuck on the food we show. Wanted. All right, you got it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, all, all I've got to say is I've spent I've spent some time with Chef Boy Howdy, and since we were doing this segment on Mom's home home cooking, I've I've heard firsthand ex, firsthand stories about his mom's home cooking. So oh yeah yeah so that's uh, you were definite on this show. As a matter yes. of fact, I, you probably have, like, all the people who would have possibly been on this show are, there's only, I had a college roommate who used to talk about his mom's cooking with the, you know, religious reverence and inappropriate sexuality that, that <laughs> mom's well, cooking I, in the sheets. I, the first time I, I met, the first time we went, we, we were going we were going on a road trip somewhere that took us. His parents lived outside of Binghamton, and we were going like to Boston or something. So we were going to be passing through Binghamton. He's like, "We got to stop and see my family." And I'd met his father when his father had come to town, and all the way he's like, "I, I called my mom, she's making her eggs Benedict." Oh. And I've got to tell you, my mom's egg. You ever had eggs Benedict before? No. Well, all I can say about this is mouth orgasm. Oh, my mom's eggs, eggs Benedict are a mouth <laughs> orgasm. Mm. And he's talking about his mother's eggs. So how primal is that? Very primal. And, you can take and that to a lot of levels. That was the first Eggs Benedict I had, and it was delicious. His mom's well, eggs Benedict kind of kicked ass. I don't know well, about the yeah. mo- I don't know about the mouth orgasm. Yeah. Well, so it just it just it was missing a little something for you, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, it was missing the picking the pubic hair out of your teeth. <laughs> yeah, well, the most little... of us don't have to deal with that these days. <laughs> nah, they... <laughs> those days are over. <laughs> but, oh, uh... those days don't have to be over. Maybe we'll have maybe we'll have a nice societal collapse where razors are just not as accessible as they used to well, be, and we'll be back to when the seventies. The... Well, when the apes take over, they're going to bomb us back to the 70s. <laughs> when, the, when our ape overlords take over, there'll be plenty of hair I'll be picking out of the teeth. So, And fur, and not fur. just hair. We'll be picking lice out with our teeth. <laughs> oh, God. You, want me to, you want me to what, Zira? Okay, <laughs> just don't pull my arms off. You got it, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't do rip my face style. off, yeah. <laughs> Cornelius is gone, right? That's one of the th- yeah. That's one of the things that's missing from all the Planet of the Apes movies is face ripping. Oh, <laughs> but apes shall not or, kill ape. Or shit throwing. They should yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's not enough flinging. Yeah, definitely. Well, when I get around to my Kickstarter version of Planet of the Apes, <laughs> they will have face ripping and shitting. Yeah, I definitely want shit throwing because you know they're smart, but they're still fucking apes, all right? And that's what yes. they do. You can't trust them, you know. They're born liars, so. <laughs> Don't believe anything that that fucking ape tells you about me, because it's all lies. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, I just wonder what the sign language that Coco comes out with for Dario. Yeah, is. yeah. Coco. <laughs> she walks around with a, a little shaved ass up in the air. I know all about Coco. Yeah, and then you mention Dario, and she takes a big shit. <laughs> and she throws it, and I like it. Two Cocos, one cup. All right. <laughs> Let, let's sis, okay. See, let's get down to business. Seeing yeah, as how we're all right. Pull this back to mom. Okay. I, uh, I'm, I'm saying we let Chef Boy Howdy go first because he's our guest and 
absolutely. Let, let, let's hear your backstory. I want to hear monster. some of the, the good stuff, yeah. Well, that's the thing about mom's cooking. Even when it's not the best, it's still the best. That being said, my mother's home cooking is the best. Uh, I'm a simple man. I like I like beef stew. I like meatloaf. I like my mother's meatloaf a lot. Because meatloaf, it's amazing when you take it out of the oven. It's amazing the next day on a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think everybody's mother makes a meatloaf. You just right? reminded me. My mom made a good meatloaf. Yeah. Even everybody's mother makes a meatloaf. Good which is why there's just a multitude and infinite variation of meatloaves. Mm-hmm. And you can have somebody else's mom's meatloaf, and it, it might be good, but it's not your mom's meatloaf. Was, was your mom's meat, did your mom do the ketchup on the crust on the top? No, what, uh, what, what my mother would do is um, anything that would have been on the outside was mixed in on the inside. So the ketchup, mustard, onions, peppers, ground beef, all the seasonings, all mixed in together, made into the loaf. That sounds like that's how my mom did it too. Yeah. No glaze, no you sauce. Couldn't have picked, you couldn't have picked a better opening food because meatloaf is sacred. I mean, if you go to a restaurant, that's and how I judge restaurants. Yeah, yeah but I don't order it. I never order the meatloaf at restaurants because I know that I'm gonna be disappointed because it's not my mom. It's always not Sarah. Always. always come close. Not always. Some places, you know. It, I mean, actually, most of the time you are gonna be disappointed because most meatloaf at most restaurants. Even it is is out of a it's dry stuff out of a bag. You yeah. throw that some water in, and if you're lucky, they'll do the like half beef, half veal mix. Yeah, maybe. Now that's what my mom did. My mom was pork, veal, beef, uh, bread with the crust taken off, soaked in milk. Ooh, and you mix that into the, to sure. the meat, and it took. Either you could put a, a half a cup of buttermilk or a half a cup of plain yogurt in there. Ooh, that's and what makes it. That's what makes yeah. it soft and, and tender. And you and you put onions and garlic, and then you. Mold. She didn't put it in. A, she did not put it in a loaf pan. She that molded it into like a big yep. like Duraflame log on big a tray, log. and then wrapped it in bacon. Mm. Yeah, the the, and the, bacon, the, the bacon's glaze, only been a recent addition. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, the there was no bacon was, back in my day, but boy, oh boy, I would have loved that. <laughs> we didn't have bacon, we just had like fat chicks. But what <laughs> it, she would actually, then the glaze would go on top, and man, I, you know what, I for, totally, when I was thinking about this topic, I forgot about my mom's meatloaf. Holy Me too. Yeah. shit. And now that, uh, now that you've said it, it's like, God damn, you know what I want? My mom's meatloaf sandwich. Ugh. Oh. Now, when it's I'm cold, only, cold the I'm next only, day on oh, white bread with, with mayonnaise. With I, mayo. Oh, I have mine with ketchup. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. There's always some ketchup in the glaze. So for me, it was mayo, little piece of cheese. Maybe, maybe just if I wanted to get fancy, I'd throw it in the microwave for a second and then slap it on the bread. Oh yeah. And that that was it. Uh, and all is right with the world. Uh, it's perfect with the world. You're right. Yeah. Now, that being said, the meatloaf was amazing. Sometimes you'd come home and say, hey, Ma, what's for dinner? And she'd say, a surprise. A surprise meant I made a casserole. I threw a bunch of shit in the pan. (laughs) (laughs) See what happens. She doesn't know what's coming out of the oven. So it's a, yeah. But most of the time it's good. So how can you complain? It's like, oh, okay, I took a bow tie pasta and spinach and broccoli and chicken and cream and threw it all together and covered it in breadcrumbs and baked it. In theory, if you like all that stuff, it has to be good. Oh, yeah. That sounds sounds wonderful, man. Oh, yeah. I'm an only child, so basically I got whatever the fuck I wanted. I mean, right (laughs) now, if I was to fly to California right now, show up at my mom's door, I could wake her up, 
and say, hey, ma, hey, bitch, fix me a steak. She'd get up, and it wouldn't matter what time it would be. She'd get up, and she'd make me a steak. Because ma, meatloaf! Ma, it that's matter. not just an, that's a mom thing. That's not just an only child thing. I mean, you've got definitely extra leverage as an only child. Oh, absolutely. But that's like, <laughs> I mean, that's how I judge like movies that have parents in them. If the if like that even if it's like a thorny relationship with parents and kids, if the parents don't at some point go, "Have you eaten yet?" or uh, <laughs> do you, do you eat? then, then the writing isn't like, that good in the in the you know in the story. They could be screaming at each other, and right in the middle of it, it's, are you hungry? <laughs> yeah. You eat yet? You eat? Yeah. My mom is from the old country. <clears throat> She's Portuguese, and so it's, everything revolves around food. And you couldn't, I could not get up in the middle of the night and make my way to the fridge. She'd somehow appear like a fucking ghost behind me. I don't care if it was 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> she, she, I, it was the damnedest thing. I, I could wake up 3 o'clock in the morning and say, eh, you know, maybe a piece of cold pizza wouldn't be bad right now. And all of a sudden, there she'd be behind me. And, hey, hey, can I make you something? Is it, no, I'm fine, Ma. Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to bed. But she was always there whenever I needed some food. It was always. We had food all over the house. My mom was a, is, a, is still a hell of a cook. Uh, for, for what I was going to talk about is my mom, Portuguese, we marinate everything in wine. Every goddamn thing we eat gets marinated. The pork, rabbit, beef, beef whatever it gets marinated. So when they came to this country, uh, turkeys were kind of a – they didn't – they had turkeys. Though they, they weren't popular in the old country like they are here. So Thanksgiving comes around, and this is back in the 60s. The first thing she did was uh, was my grandmother went out and just bought a big jug of like gallo uh, burgundy, and she marinated the turkey in the red wine oh, for about – Three days or so in the refrigerator, the turkey had a little blanket, a little rag over it with a wine poured on top. She'd flip the turkey. So after three days, when she'd take the turkey out of the refrigerator, it was purple. So it was a purple turkey. And then nice. she would she would take uh, Lipton soup, onion soup mix, Ooh. smash it with butter, okay, yeah. make a paste. And then she would rub it all over the turkey. Oh, just dear rub God. It all over the turkey. Yes. Rub good. it all over that turkey, and then she'd throw it in the oven. And, and turkey doesn't come out purple. I mean, it's not when it comes out of the oven, it was so fucking good. And 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 that's the only thing you could say about it. It was delicious because it had been in that, that strong red wine for three days, lovingly basted. Every time you'd open the refrigerator, she'd baste it, and it came out. Just perfect, and I haven't had it. I made. I used to make the purple turkey, but it, but it, it freaks the wife out. So she can't get by the purple turkey. But well, so I, haven't I made don't it know. You years. got the sleeve stack <clears throat> picture up, so you yeah, know yeah. you might get the purple. You might be able to get the purple turkey. People, you know, people wear down over the yeah. years. The purple turkey might make a comeback uh, this year because I haven't made it in about three years. That sounds amazing. Oh, you'd love it. You'd love it. Maybe oh, we ought to yeah. smoke. Maybe we ought to smoke the purple turkey. Smoke a purple <gasps> turkey this summer for yeah. the live uh, yeah, Eat It yeah. and Beat It show. That's like a new strain of weed, right? Yeah, I was going to say. Smoke purple turkey, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, I can't get it to stay lit, man. <laughs> I crossed it with some sour diesel, man. It's awesome. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. It's the worst bong water ever. It tastes like Mixed blood. with Labrador, man. This <laughs> fucking dog, man. <laughs> You're smoking <Purple> dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
Mexican Americans don't like to get up early in the morning, but they have it's to. It's fucking vodka, so man. So they do it real slow. <laughs> Mexican Americans take Spanish in high school and get a B. Mexican Americans date white girls named Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the classics! Oh, the classics! Yeah. Hey, kids, it's your Uncle Pervy. <laughs> or how about Sister Mary Elephant? Class, class, shut up! Oh man! Okay, well, enough. <laughs> enough of Cheech and Chong. Yeah, well, you know, Taka Mom often leads the Cheech and Chong. That's yeah. true. Of course. Now, now it's your turn. I, I want to hear about the uh, the the family cooking at the uh, Honeywell residence there. Well, yeah, like we said, in, back in the first episode, my mom was not the greatest cook. She wasn't like it was. She wasn't a disaster. She just didn't have the the you know the the touch to it. You know the, the flavor touch. The flavor mm. touch. But, um, She's got the flavor touch. You know how, like, but everybody's got at least, like, one specialty or, you know. Like, I had a roommate, could not cook anything to save his, you know, his pure takeout food. But he could cook cream of wheat, have it come out perfectly every time. He could Ooh. get the ingredient, the canned ingredients and make himself a pumpkin pie. <gasps> come out every time. Uh, you know, pumpkin so, pie. So those were the oh, only okay. two things he ever cooked when he cooked. Like, if he had to cook something for some... Well, if he had to cook something for himself to eat that he made from scratch, cream of wheat, if he was going to a party and it was bring a dish, pumpkin pie. And my mom was sort of like that. Like, now that I've been reminded, the meat meatloaf was always reliable. Um, her lasagna was, I think I mentioned her lasagna in the first episode. I think she learned that, like, my got my grandmother's lasagna recipes because they were pretty interchangeable. And for, like, comfort food, if it was, like, in the morning and she was like, what do you want to eat? Egg on toast, just plain buttered toast. Although nothing we, wrong with that. We usually yeah. like we're part of food co-ops and like there were like hippy dippy people. So we usually had good homemade bread, thick sliced bread, some butter on it, and then just a egg with a runny yolk on top of it. And oh, that yeah. was always consistently good. But Tell like, me, did you toast it? Did you toast it first? The to- the bread? Oh yeah. Yeah. Toasted oh, yeah. and then buttered. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, uh, yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. Did you, the, did you did you French that toast? <laughs> 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 My mom did make an acceptable uh, acceptable French toast and waffles and and pancakes. Oh yeah. But um, but the thing that like she had like was a family recipe. Her mom taught her. You know, she had it on the piece of paper. Was uh, she could make a one of those nice tall cakey New York cheesecakes. Ooh. Oh, that's tough to do. And yeah, yeah, it was a whole process. Yeah, if you want to make it the real way, it's a process. Yeah, and she had the, you know, she had the right pans for it and everything. pan, water bath. Yep. Do it up. Yep. And uh, boy, oh boy, was that good. And she never. I don't make it. She never dicked around with it. Where with like, I'm gonna make raspberry cheese. It was just always just straight up cheesecake, and then you would take like the frozen strawberries. 
and just when you thaw them out, all you'd have to do is thaw them out and throw some sugar on them, and the sugar would like make the strawberries give up their liquid, so you would get like a nice sugary syrup, and then you'd just have a side of that to like spoon over your cheesecake. Yeah, if yeah, yeah. if you oh. so desired, which of course everybody did want to oh, hell yeah. strawberry oh. over the cheesecake. Who wouldn't? You know, you're mentioning sweets. Uh, my my mom makes this one cake. Now it's called a Harvey Wallbanger cake. Oh, okay. Now, it's an old school, a really old recipe because nobody drinks Harvey Wallbangers anymore. They were a cocktail that was around back in the 70s, 60s, 50s, right up there with the sidecar. These are forgotten. Drinks around the same time as a grasshopper and shit like that. But this cake, it was just, it was the simplest thing. She would just get like a yellow cake mix from the store, and then she'd start doctoring it up. It took vodka, Ooh. pudding, yeah, yeah, yeah. vanilla pudding, vodka, Ooh. orange juice, and Galliano. I don't know if you know what Galliano. If you guys are familiar with the with the drink Galliano, it comes in a big tall bottle. And it's kind of, mm. it's an Italian liqueur. It tastes like you know like uh, licorice and it's 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 uh it's yellow it's really yellow but that would, ju- it would she would just put like a third of a cup of galliano in there and then she would just bake it in a uh, bun cake pan and then she made a glaze with that galliano and sugar and she would glaze it i'm telling you when you guys come back i'm gonna make that cake because you're never gonna have a cake like that in your life it is Ugh. so freaking good everyone the minute that i has- hear glaze i'm in oh. automatically <laughs> my <laughs> I mean, eyes start to glaze when i hear that everything's better with glaze yeah oh, and i love took, glaze and, it, and i think it took i think the glaze took butter too i think it was butter oh, uh, yeah. galliano and maybe powdered sugar i don't i have probably the recipe powdered sugar probably but yeah now that we're on facebook I, we can post some of these recipes for people you know, like the guy, like the Harvey Wallbanger cake. Sure, I'll put a picture of that on there, but uh, and uh, and a recipe. But it is definitely probably my favorite cake. And no matter how many times I do it, I can never get it like my mom's. Never. Mm-hmm. I can try and try and try, but she just she just has a way with it that I'm you know I'm just want to get good at one thing that she does. And if you grew up like with really good food, I, I think it installs in you. At least it did to me, like a love of of cooking. I love to cook, and I and uh, I love to read about it. I love the science of it. I love the challenge of it, and I got that from her. She wasn't much of a recipe cooker. She'd pretty much do everything by memory. And if she did look at a recipe, she would only follow it for like the first couple of lines. Right, <laughs> and she would be like, "Okay, I know yeah. where I'm going with this." Yeah. Yeah, me, yeah. I'm more of a of a food like uh, I'll look at something and I'll research it, and if I want to put something together, I'll throw it together. But she could do it off the cuff. You know, she could make just about anything she wanted to off the cuff. And that that's a talent that, that I didn't, you know, she instilled in me that. Yeah. My mother instilled in me a lot of food. <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking about the sweets now, there's, there's two that my mother makes that she makes the best whoopie pies on the planet. The filling yeah. will rot your teeth out. Like, what, you can only what, have one. What is like, it? Now, what no, is it what like? Is a whoopie pie? Yeah. It's a very chocolatey uh, cake mix. It's not like a devil's food or like a black for you know like not like a regular Somewhere chocolate close cake. To like a brownie maybe or denser maybe or it's denser it's sweeter and then the cream in the middle is mostly confectioner sugar mm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. um it's just it, oh god whenever we have a party me and my friends will be like mark can you make like two dozen whoopie pies just because I want, you know, we're gonna have some whoopie pies, and uh, they just you have one bite, and you like your teeth are ready to fall out, and like that's all you need. You only need one. And she also makes a uh, pineapple delight, is what it's called. I can't even describe it. 
But if you like pineapple and coconut flavors and real whipped cream. I do, I do. Oh, and Nilla wafers. Mm. Oh, oh, wow. I love any we'll also, kind of dessert with Nilla wafers in it. Is That will also rot your teeth out. It's like yeah, the like, densest, most ridiculously rich dessert. And it's just, oh, it's so good. Like Especially banana cream pies with Nilla wafers are. Uh, so simple and so freaking good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nilla wafers. But Man, it, I'm it, hungry. Yeah, I, I thought you were going to describe like a pineapple upside down cake, and I'm kind of excited because no, 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 no. There's a there's a Puerto Rican restaurant down the street from us, and they make pineapple upside down cake, and I'm hoping they stay open long enough that I get a chance to get in there when they have the cake made to get some because oh, I love pineapple upside yeah, down. Yeah, it used to be a staple at restaurants, and now you don't see it anymore. But this no, guy likes it's it. It's one so. of those ones that's gone away too. And this guy, this, this restaurant, I you can call Puerto them up Rican and say, I, I'm in the mood for this and this, and they'll tell you how long it, till you can go over and pick it up there. So, oh, But they don't get – they're in a really bad location and don't get any business. So it's just like every uh, time I have enough money that I'm like, I feel like eating out, it's like I'm going to eat there because I know <laughs> it's got a few more months. It's sad. Oh, that's it. It's like that sandwich shop you were telling me about mm-hmm. back in the day on uh... – on Garage Sale Gloat. What was the name of the, the sub shop that you used Drex. to go to? That, Dregs. Yeah. Okay, good news on that. I heard that the people who run it are, are kind of inept, but now <laughs> I hear it's still open, and I heard that they moved it inside, I think, a Kmart, either a Kmart or a Walmart, but I hear it's inside a Kmart or a Walmart. So in a couple months, Garage Sale Gloat will be back, and we're going to definitely... We're definitely, we'll probably do a little footwork before we start garage sale seasoning on Drex yep. subs because we'll be, yeah, we'll be back with that. I'm ready for that tent to be pitched in a yard. Yeah, I'm pitching a tent right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am too. I'm thinking about meatloaf and dessert. Meatloaf, oh, oh. man. I'm, uh, I'm about due for some meatloaf. The place down the street from us, when they when they have meatloaf as a special, they do nice little individual loafs with a nice little, 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 um, intertwined four strips of bacon on top of it you could Very probably good. put that in the smoker yes you can, we've, you can we've, definitely we've smoke made, the meatloaf we've made smoked meatloaf before it comes out really it comes out delicious but it comes out really dense and dense okay. meatloaf's okay but like yeah it loses a lot of the fluff that you get in a regular meatloaf like i i learned like I like a lot of like I like the Italian breadcrumbs in yeah, that's a, what was in always in my my mother's. And then yeah. I learned the trick of you take the breadcrumbs, and this is what sort of Dario's mom was doing, it, but with whole bread is you soak them. Yeah. You 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 add enough milk or water to soak those bread to soak yeah. them you so they're not you make a paste. Right to make a paste, and then you mix that in with the meat and the moisture in that steams through the whole meatloaf as it cooks so you get that you get that light bready loaf instead of a heavy dense thick thick loaf one of of our cooks made a a turkey and turkey meatloaf in uh in the smoker with uh spinach in it and it was really delicious but it was dense you had to have just the thinnest little slice of it on the plate would just go boom on the plate funny <laughs> you should mention that my i'm not a fan of like of the turkey burger or anything but, Neither am but I. my but let me tell you my I wife can make good ones she makes a great turkey burger and you know what the secret is it's ricotta cheese yeah oh ricotta cheese she mixes in <clears throat> ricotta cheese with the turkey uh, a little bit of, of dijon mustard in there some salt some pepper 
I don't know what else she puts in there. And then she makes the patty, and she cooks it, and it I'll be gives damned. it if the that's... texture of the fat that you would get in a regular burger, probably. Yeah, I, I don't know what the ricotta cheese does, but but it adds just enough. It adds the moisture back. The turkey, being a lean meat, doesn't yes. have enough, you know. And and I'll eat the hell out of that. She hasn't what? made the long time i i just have a good my my uh my what i do when if if the meat's too lean yeah you just add some butter when you're grinding it up yeah we we talked about that the other day that butter is a secret to just about everything man and you were gonna make butter burgers one day you were telling us about the butter burger yeah which is which was just a burger cooked in butter or butter there's mixed many in the different middle? there's many different like the tr- like the place that originated the butter burger suppose you know uh, of course it's probably in question there's probably like four places that are like we did the butter burger first but what what they do is they 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 cook up the butter or the burger and they just slather butter over it while they're cooking it then they take the bun and they put a probably they have you know real soft probably kitchen temperature butter so it's you know just they just smear like a half inch of butter on the top and the bottom of the oh, and you you, you, you eat it you eat it in a plate that curves up like a bowl because oh, yeah. what happens is you put the burger in there with the cheese and then you put the bun on top and all that burger or that butter melts down onto the burger and uh, then yeah. it pools up into your you know your bo- the bottom you have to have a really tough bun for a butter burger, but the way we were doing it was we were just taking the the brisket that we would usually you know leave twenty percent of the fat on it and left about ten percent of the fat on it and then tell me you grind it yourself and then tell we me you were, oh yeah we grinded our we grind oh, it every day dirty boys. and uh, we we just ground it up and started throwing sticks of butter in when we were grinding it and mixed it all up so the butter cooked oh yeah that's like how that's how Martha Stewart taught me to do it and it's a good uh, thing. Butter burgers, it's hard to get a rare, medium rare butter burger because the butter, especially if the butter's all through it, because it it cooks up into it and it's butter. It turns brown. You just usually, if you cook your burger till, you you're gonna get what looks like a well done burger, but what when you bite into it, it has the texture of a medium rare. It's so soft oh. and and oh pliable it to your will. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it to my it's face. delicious, and I mean, it's got butter in it, and butter tastes just amazing. So yeah, I think the next time I make sausages, I'm gonna forego some of the the back fat and put in put butter. some butter. sticks of butter. You just gotta make a like with, with stuff like that, like that you're gonna cook like on a grill. You're gonna want a little bit of the fat in there to mix with the butter to keep it to all right, raise all right. the temperature of it, you know, so it survives. I say you forego the meat and just shove butter in it. <laughs> just have a butter sausage. Just, <laughs> just have a bag butter. full we of We made melted. bacon sausages one time. They didn't turn out too well. You'd think they'd be amazing, but no, it just that, wasn't right. Yeah, that's like, a, yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of bacon. It's a little too much. You might want to cut the bacon. Yeah, bacon. Oh, man. <laughs> Goddamn. Meatloaf wrapped in bacon. Yep. Yeah, that that was my mom's deal. Then then fry it and put it in a sandwich. Oh, yeah. In butter and put it in, in butter. A I've done the turkey wrapped in bacon for Thanksgiving one year. That was. Oh, um, I've seen pictures of that. That was pretty awesome. Well, just to keep it moist, it'll be good because that that grease is just gonna keep running into it. That it, it was the it was the greasiest, moistest turkey ever. Most <sighs> it was. Uh, I mean, it was it was a little salty, you know. 
It was good. good. It was delicious. Yeah, it was perfect. And there that's was also ground up bacon stuffed under the skin too, so that helped. Oh. A lot. Yeah, that's that's another thing you got to do. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. My mother wasn't uh. big on the turkey cooking. That was my grandmother's. My grandmother was the big cook in our family. My, I, you know, I could, I could go hours on my grandmother's stuff. Even when my grandmother got to the age where she was just like she was diabetic, so she couldn't eat <laughs> the. The stuff that the 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 diabetes inducing food like when I used to stay at my grandmother's for for like my parents would go out of town and my grandmother and grandfather would take care of my my sister and I and they'd send me out to the bus with a brown bag like a peanut butter sandwich was peanut butter a layer of peanut butter jelly and butter on both sides of the bread you know oh. <laughs> yeah it was delicious yeah. delicious each one was just like oh. Oh, not margarine, butter, you know. Yeah, what the fuck is margarine? I can't Get believe that that, out of here. I can't believe that my father was always a skinny guy living with my grandmother cuz like growing <laughs> up she must have just like she made this like dessert that was made with graham crackers, melted chocolate and a sort of creamy light like eclair layer on it and it was in more graham crackers and oh, more man. chocolate and then whipped cream on top. And then, you know, and uh, and it was in the, you know, in the refrigerator and that's how it would. And it was I hope just, that's not one of those recipes that's lost in time that, that it's still I around. I think it is. Uh, it might oh. not be because I have all of my grandmother's diaries <gasps> from, from there you go. like 40 years. She had a diary book for each year and I have 40 years. I can I can read my entire dad's <laughs> childhood. <laughs> it's out in my garage and it's. It's so banal. <laughs> it's fascinating, <laughs> but it's banal. You know, it was, uh, she literally just like would ch- write down everything she did in her diary. And it's just like, you know, went to the pharmacy today. Jerry and Larry went to the, the dump to shoot rats with the 22. Not a big day. <laughs> just a normal day. <laughs> just a normal day. <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get in those those journals, man. Start culling through all those recipes. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah you know, I took... It's too I bad my the... grandmother wasn't a dirt disher, you know, or, like, gossip. It would have been a lot more, you know, or, or it was like, I'm going to dump my true feelings in this diary. But it, it was, unfortunately, it's not. But I'll bet you it contains some recipes in there. Those I got all my great aunt's recipes uh, when I would go visit her back when she could cook. She's 90-something now, but, man, she was the best cook. I mean, this is like in a village up in the mountains of Portugal, and she would just cook with these huge cauldrons, and she could make anything, rabbit. I mean, everything was delicious, and I wrote down as was many of these Was she a witch or something? It sounds yeah, like... Yes, she was. she was. She was a witch. Sounds she like did she's get burned. witch hazel after she, Bugs she, Bunny. A cup of tea, a cookie, and you. Now I'm just thinking about Gonzalez Branchadish. Now it's just oh, like, oh man, she she made it. She made chorizo. She made everything. Mm, I and love I have, chorizo. I have all the recipes. Uh, I love the way you guys say it over there in your well, chorizo. chorizo. I say, I, well, I've been I've been turned because my fiance is is Portuguese. It's, oh. it's chorizo. It's got you a D good. sound in it. I'm like, okay. You did good. You did good. I, I, I make a mean I make a mean chorizo, but boy oh boy, it's different than probably. It's not like yeah. the the like <clears throat> the stuff you get in links at a store or anything like yeah. that. I've never seen my boss's recipe 
ever Mexican liked. chorizo and like Portuguese uh, chorizo. You know, there we're more along the side the lines of Spanish chorizo, which you would you'd slice it up into little slices, and it contains just a perfect pork to fat ratio. This was this was like a ver- the the stuff he would make. We would grind. We would have ground pork. I think it was yeah. half ground pork and a little bit of ground beef. It might have been all ground pork though, and it, we would soak it in um, in wine and um, white wine and um, tequila, bottle of cheap Ooh. tequila, and we would soak the uh, the dried ancho peppers in the wine and the tequila overnight, and then you yeah. had the spices, which were pretty standard, you know, little cayenne, some cumin, some garlic, salt and pepper, and then. Um, you would grind the ancho peppers and the wine and the and the um, tequila all up together and mix them in with the pork and then you'd have to leave it overnight and then you we would just cook, cook it loose and then oh, add yeah. eggs to it. Oh, so that's it would, be, it would be loose with it with eggs in it and oh my god, we'll get some of that on Garage Sale Gloat this summer oh, too because we I just stopped yeah. at Maria's. To I get just some. made that just. Uh, a couple of nights ago, I made some chorizo with egg. Just, I just had the, just had the craving. I just oh, had the yeah. craving. It was, uh, I brought it back from California, nice. brought it here to New York, and just made it. It was just delicious, delicious. Yeah, Chorizo eggs is it's a powerful combo. Oh, my favorite, my favorite Mexican breakfast was we would it we would make um what was called chinitos, where we would take the beans that you love, Dario, those very beans. Uh, and, and you would they're throw, still in the freezer. You'd throw I'm some peanut oil in a in a Teflon pan, and then you'd drop a bunch of those beans in there and just start um, taking the pan back and forth and letting the beans turn into this log of like and fry in the oil. And then once mm-hmm. you got it fried into a cohesive log with nice crispy edges to it, you would sort of mash it down, and then you would take a little bit of Parmesan cheese and spread that Ooh. on top of it. And then you would take some chorizo with with that like without the eggs on it. You'd cook the chorizo up and put that on top of it, and then you would fry up a couple eggs and throw oh. them on top of oh. it. And that was like Mexican. Oh, that was like that was like we're cleaning. We're doing spring cleaning in the restaurant. Everybody would come in and have one of those for breakfast. And uh, now that's the breakfast. My Mexican breakfast. Uh, is that you breakfast makes like you want to go right back to bed. Let me tell you, <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> Uh, or it'll, or, or if it, it depends on your age. There's a cutoff with the age, but that 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 breakfast will also send anybody over forty to the bathroom immediately. That's where the body <laughs> goes. The body <laughs> the body receives that and just goes. All right, clear the hatches. Not of the body. We've got this. No cut. better yes. way to go. Yeah, I'm crowning. I got a total head poking out. Ah, the <laughs> way to bring it back to motherhood, Dario. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Motherhood definitely a. I get it's a pretty good transition. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful well, that's thing. the thing about this show. This show's all about transitions. It is. It is. That's a. That's something that we'll get to eventually down the line. I'm sure. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> you no, know, your mother may have not been able to cook, but maybe she did her cooking somewhere else. Right. And that's right. We'll be coming right, coming right back. <laughs> With the oh. with the infamous nineteen eighty K Parker movie Taboo, really oh. seriously, literally about some mom's home cooking. Hey, mm-hmm. mom, can I stay up a little bit later, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
does gambling control your entire life? When you wake up in the morning, is your first thought about your first bet of the day? Do you hide your gambling from your family? Has gambling impacted your work, your home life, and your well-being? If you answered yes to these questions. Then come on down to Buckaroo Bob Silver Dollar Casino and Saloon! We've got blackjack, poker, roulette, craps, backrush, Amanda Fair, bingo, keno, sportsbook, OTB, and slots, slots, slots for your gaming pleasure. We're open 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, so you don't have to sneak away from your job or family to get in on the action. Come check out our full-service, all-you-can-eat saloon so you never have to leave. And be sure to make some time for the Buckaroo Gals Hoop-Dee-Doo Review, the wildest cabaret show in the Old West. Yee-haw, it's a gamer's paradise here at Buckaroo Bob's. So if gambling is your life, then head on over to Buckaroo Bob Silver Dollar Casino and Saloon, conveniently located off of State Road 23 on the frontage road. Turn left at the discount bait and tackle adult cigarette gift emporium outlet and follow the sides to fun. Buckaroo Bob's, where the only gambling problem is when you run out of chips. Be there! All right, welcome back, you preverts, to the second part of the show. Beat it, a half podcast about porno. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, yes. your, I'm, I'm your host, as always, Sonny Breedlove, and I'm here um, with my co-host, of, as per usual, Barry Blumkin. <laughs> and we've, <laughs> we've brought our special, special guest, Mr. Andy, Andy Van Brunt. Is he raping you? <laughs> That's just heavy petting. What's the matter with you? And we are here to transition from mom's home cooking to... To mom's home cooking. Mom's to home mom arrest. Home. <laughs> Absolutely. We are talking we... 1980s taboo. Yep, we're talking about the wonderful, wonderful coming-of-age movie because what guy can forget the first time he slipped his mom the tongue? I mean... <laughs> and more. You, you really... Uh, it's, let, let, let us go back in the, in the porn time machine for a brief porno, pornopsis of, of taboo <laughs> 1980, those Sin wonderful Oh, the the whole swinger revolution is starting to maybe wind down just a little bit and turn into something else, but it's still Might in be full starting swing. to go off the rails just a in, little bit. <laughs> in my in my neck of the woods, let us go back to San Francisco, where we are going to look at taboo with stars. Kay Parker. K. Parker, a.k.a. Rebecca Taylor. And we also have Dorothy Lime, who is just Dorothy Lime in the movie. She doesn't need an introduction. She's usually... Well, you know what's funny is that's Aunt Peg. Yeah. Uh, Juliet Anderson, isn't it? Is that her real name? 
Juliet Anderson, right? Is that who we're talking? Yeah, that that's on that's on Peg. Oh, Dorothy LeMay was was the the girlfriend. Yeah, the girlfriend. Who, okay. Who... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm messing everything up here. No, no, no. You're not. You're not. Because you, you didn't get you didn't get Turk Loin, which is uh, <laughs> which which is a, a good old Brooklyn guy. You know, uh, Robert Mario Miglietta. Born in Brooklyn, who's no longer with us. He is. Uh, he passed away in 1990. He was taken and, back and to the alien home world. Was, he was taken back to the alien home world where he was Rocky Dennis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where he could feather his hair. That it was incredible. Uh, and wear his bell bottoms, and let you know we. This is our our second uh, erotic film that we've done. Also. Uh, a famous one because of the topic that it deals with, which you're going to be getting into, of course. But a brief synopsis of the movie, I guess we can say that a female friend of a sexually frustrated mother tries to broaden her horizons with a sex orgy. And oh, what an orgy it is. Although she <laughs> avoids this orgy, the new feelings inside her cause her to force herself on her sleeping son. To her amazement, the seduction is mutual. But what? Yes, yes, and hence the name Taboo. And boy, we've got a lot to talk about. I I have a grudge against this movie. Why? Tell. Because we had rented another movie. Perhaps it could have been Rambone or Rambone (laughs) Two. Or in and out of Africa. We we we, we <laughs> there, there were right. There were a huge. There was a group of probably about a dozen of us, male and female, that found out that our local porno store, which was a private family's house, the mom had no problem renting porno movies to us. So from that point, we would go and get her book, which was you know a big flip book with all the the flattened out covers to the movies in them. And we would pick them by title and pictures alone as to what was sounded the most ridiculous. And we were watching one of them and it was either at the beginning or the end of the movie. Probably at the beginning they had a bunch of trailers and they had a trailer for Taboo. And we were watching this Taboo, you know, this trailer. And um, at that point, you know, Taboo, the word Taboo in the, in 1982. And this was probably in like 1983. Two or 1983, what well, by the time we were watching it on VHS, um, taboo maybe evoked like darkest Africa, you know, yeah. or something like that. It wasn't like oh, that's like incestuous relationship, or you know, it was just so, sort of like weird and off limits or whatever. So we're watching it, and you know, it's the mother saying, oh, this is incest. And I oh, remember it going, incest, 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 incest. <laughs> and then it's like, taboo, a sultry, <laughs> wet dream. Blah, 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 son and his mother, blah, 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 blah. And we're sitting there watching it, you know, like bent over in laughter going, no way. And everybody's like, we have to rent that movie. And I'm like, <laughs> that movie is bullshit. I'm telling you right now. I was such a cynic back in, you know, (laughs) you know, a sophomore in high school or junior in high school. So cynical. I was just like and and I hadn't learned my porn lesson yet, whereas I equated porn is like that class. Porn is like an exploitation movie is I, I put it in the same category as exploitation movies, which promise you the world and then, you know, always cop out. And I was like. 
sure, this movie is going to have full penetration and sex in it and stuff like that. This guy's not going to have sex with his mother, guys. I'm just telling you right now, don't get your hopes up of this being a crazy (laughs) movie of a guy having sex with his mother. What it's going to be is a bunch of people having sex with other people that aren't their mother leading up to that. You're somebody's mother. Yeah, and and, and it ain't going to happen. They're just going to set you up (laughs) for it to get you to watch the movie and it'll be some weird cop out at the end or something. And you'll th- you know, they'll turn the light off on and it's not really the sun or whatever. They're not really going to do that guys. And, and, uh, my friend Tom Satterley did the, like, look me in the eye and said, you want to put 20 bucks on that? And I was like, Ooh, <laughs> 20 bucks is a lot of money. I'll take that. Yeah. Shook hands. And then the next week, we would uh, we would all meet at my friend Todd Riley's house and hang hang out because he had a big TV and a VCR and I lost and no I lost twenty dollars and I was so confident I didn't even bring twenty dollars with me because and I was like <laughs> could go to McDonald's after this it's right down the block get myself some free McDonald's off this movie and nope. Nope. ended up happen. like ended up sacrificing my allowance for a couple weeks after that you know. I know how you felt. I, I I thought it was a documentary on that little guy from Fantasy Island, but it wasn't. So how the fuck do you think? How the fuck do you think I felt? You know, I mean, all of a sudden I was expecting the plan, the plan, and now, and I thought this movie was. I rewatch. We were just. I, we we all just. Well, I think you got it for the first time. I think Chris. Ty, uh, oh yeah. I think oh, we're I've on a rewatch. Yeah. Oh yeah. I thought I had this movie burned into my head. <laughs> oh boy, I was wrong. There was a lot I forgot yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> but there's certain parts of it that were burned. There were certain parts of it when they played. It was just like, oh yes, every second of it. It's like I remember this. And then yeah, there were you, other parts that it was just like, oh yeah. And then there were other parts where I was like, I don't remember this. No, uh, it was very educational. I mean, y- mm-hmm. you learn that that women just love it when you pull out and just shoot a lot all over their stomach. I That's mean, how it usually goes in yeah, those days. Yeah. That was you know, the, this, yeah, that was how yeah, sex right. was done. Yeah, yes. you tried that in real life, and you see. <laughs> oh come on! Oh my god! It works, it works every time. You need a gigantic mountain of a whore for that. Oh, <laughs> well, your wife didn't complain. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's because you bought her breakfast, asshole. That's true. I used to have her make me breakfast. <laughs> God's sakes! Yeah. I hate sleeping next to someone that keeps calling out your name. <laughs> <laughs> You're never coming back to my neighborhood again. Uh, now that guy, that well, um, the son, he really reminded me of Joe, like the Joe D'Alessandro, you know, in the Andy Warhol movies. Sort of, what a weird-looking wall-eyed yeah, guy. Yeah. Kirk Loin, who who was in a lot of bit parts, and he started uh, having real, real uh, little itty-bitty parts in movies, starting around 1975. Like uh, porn you know, movies, movies or like, just uh, regular movies? No, uh, porno movies. Uh, movies such as Big Busty 10. Uh, mm. We're going, that that's in the 80s. We can go all the way back to 1976, where uh, Cry for Candy, Love Slaves... I mean, why He's wouldn't Dallas. he be a big star? But, you would think well, he would. He only played. He only played. Uh, uh, you know, uncredited. He would play. Uh, he, you know, gang he, I leader. Mean, I mean, he kind of has a weird face. He kind of has that like Greek looking yeah, face, I mean, but he has yeah, weird he's... alien eyes. But, but, but for like a '70s porn star, I mean, he yeah. almost is like 
just like that's what uh, he's got the hair and he's, he's in, shape. in shape and he's got the schlong and he can well, yeah, sort it, it, of a- act enough to get through lines. You would think oh, he no, was, he was the oh, he was the worst actor no, in the movie. No, I mean, did you notice he had his ass shaved during during half, half of the <laughs> you, you don't you don't <laughs> no, I don't not notice that, that. No, you don't want to go down that road, fellas. Trust me, you don't you don't want to go down that road. There were some people uh, who needed their back shaved in this movie too. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this movie like has the single the, the single most oh, unerotic oh. bookends to any oh. movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like the first and last scene of her like first making having making the most awkward love to her husband. And when they turn yeah. the lights on, it basically looks like they're under fluorescence. And Kay Parker just looks weird. You know yeah. what I mean? In full light and just sort of the way her body was. It's, it's like weird. Like her skin is hanging on her skeletal frame. It just, she looks strange. It's awkward. Um, or just, She's a fucking saint. You should. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's what they were going after in that because it was a set in, you know. And her husband's like, okay, we're having bad sex. I'm leaving because I'm cheating on the yeah. secretary. It's I'm all done. your fault. I'm, I'm, I'm had enough. enough. And, just throws it all into his And then bag. at the I'm end, not. the guy she hooks up with is like, all right, she's got her son who looks like he's working out at the gym. This guy looks like Mickey Gilly or something. He's got yeah, like yeah. the white, the gut, the white suit with those ridiculous bell bottoms that don't even fit. And, and this uh. is like the love of – and starts out trying to like – sexually harass grab her boobs at work and then it's like okay i'll take you on a on a date and then all of a sudden and then grab your boobs and then when when they finally make make sweet love and the end where she's finally like gotten to the point of her sexual awakening or whatever it's the most awkward and and the guy you know is just looks like he basically looks sort of like a shaved pig that wasn't completely <laughs> shaved you know, I thought he got, looked like I thought he looked like Doctor Zayas. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> you know, hey, but it was it was in the in the seventies and early eighties. Anybody could get laid in a porno. And this movie proves it. I mean, if we need to, you know, her husband leaves her because he wants to have sex with the lights on, and and she doesn't want to have sex with the lights on. So she's she's a sad, sad mom. And you know, her her friend. Uh, Dorothy, uh, you know, Gina in the movie. Yeah, Gina in the movie. Uh, we'll we'll go on and and tell her, you know what? Just just live a little. Just go ahead. Well, I'll get you a date with this terrific guy. I think I want to say his name was Charlie, who turned out to be the creepiest. He's a pussy cat. Uh, he's afraid. Oh of yeah, women. he's a pussy cat. Yeah. Oh my god. Let me so let me take you to this orgy, baby. Oh yeah, it's like well, every every sentence ended with comma baby. <laughs> Yeah, it it was. I mean, they finally they finally get to the sex party, and and there's a clubhouse, I guess, and it looks like something out of the Electric Company. That was a real <laughs> real swingers club. Yeah, that, a real. What, that was a that was a basement with mattresses. Exactly. It was a it, yes, and, a real and, swingers club. And what would you say they were they were doing? And now she didn't take place in this because she was too good for that. No, uh, she just watched. But that was they just. Did, yeah, they 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 formed a, an orgy like a fairy circle. It was uh, yeah, it was a big circle, and it was all face to crotch. Face to crotch, and I guess if you jump through it, it was a portal. It'll it was take an you back early somewhere. early um early inspiration for the human centipede, basically. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it had everything. I mean, 
That was, was the, the the orgy scene <sighs> the, the, and a couple other scenes were actually gorgeously shot. Like the, the shot from say, above yeah. of the fairy ring was yeah. well composed. It was well lit. It had nice like use of color, like gold, golden flesh colors in it. And but the cameraman also liked to go out of focus. Just at ra- it was like. In yeah. the middle of sex was, scenes, it would go into soft focus. Like it's like, well, all right, are we done with this scene? Oh no, he just focused back again. We're just still going. You can see him. <laughs> we don't I can see him on the wipes and editing. Yeah, I can see him on the cherry picker. You know, with a monocle going, no, no, move your ass closer to his nose. Like, <laughs> that is not a circle. That is an oval. You and it directed. It was directed by Kirby Stevens, uh, who his wife uh, Helen Terry. If you look her up, she wrote a fuckload of these movies. She wasn't a porn star herself, but she did a lot of writing. She wrote the story, uh, and and you know, we last week we did uh, Deep Throat, you know. And if we're moving progress, this one had I, I guess you'd have to say that it had a little bit of a plot. Like, it had a plot. Of, it it yeah, doesn't yeah, make yeah. like psychologically. It doesn't really like if you go for like character motivation and stuff like that. Then you just throw it out. It makes absolutely no sense. None but it's just sort I mean, of like a you know stream of consciousness, dirty movie about how a guy would, how you could get a guy to have sex with his mom, how you could get both the guy, the I mean the 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 psychological arc of the son. <laughs> yeah. Son will just have fuck anything basically. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, he didn't do a lot of studying. That was bullshit. He doesn't. He doesn't he, care. He, he doesn't no. care. He'll just. He's, he'll he's just a have genius, sex though. With he's a genius. I mean, he got you know he had his girlfriend there and he was asking. She was asking him all kinds of questions. He was just rattling off all the right answers. And, I thought you meant he was a it. genius because he got the girlfriend to bring her best friend in and go. Oh, he, she's yeah, never had he, an orgasm, so you have yeah. to have sex with her. Okay. That, and and he also <laughs> managed to have sex with his mom. You know. Yeah. yeah. That that, that he, was, he he successfully wrangled being a creepy peeper on his mom in the shower to to actually having his mom initiate sex. So he's pr- the guy's pretty good. And mom shops at Fredericks of Hollywood because uh, now, he he might be ahead of the curve because he's thirty years old in high school too. So. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I'm just not buying him as a high school student for yeah right. Sex. So he's a little brighter than the average high school student because he's thirty six years old or whatever. You get held back twelve times, that'll happen. <laughs> I mean, you know, but it, it basically the first time, you know, shit happens. Okay, you know, you're home one day, your mom's there, you're in bed, he's in bed naked. Yeah, you just you just make out with your mom for a few seconds. What are you, gonna do? And you notice oh, mom yeah. when he makes out with her she's like oh whoa whoa that was weird yeah oh I, never mind first well kiss she, she blew that off after about 10 seconds yeah. yeah and you know the best part i really love the morning after the you know uh, uh it's got to be the, a morning the note, after. The, <laughs> the note that that he leaves that she, she leaves, she leaves the note for yeah, right? she leaves a note on the table i happen to have i happen to have the note transcribed here and i'm oh, gonna read it to you okay so, brilliant so, you know, let's let a moment of silence here and you can picture whatever music you want to put in the background here. And it goes, it, this is the exact words. It goes, Dear Paul, we lost our heads last night. What we did was terribly wrong. We'll talk about it tonight when I get home. Love, Mom. <laughs> and you got to imagine that and that Kay Parker. And I've seen video of her recently in doing research for this. She still has not 
She's trying to ditch her British accent, but there's certain exactly. words that where the British my, accent was, comes through. Yeah. That was my, and I noticed it during the movie. I was going, well, you know, how would this sound if she let that British accent going, you know, just come full on through? But she didn't, you know? I mean, well, yeah, they, they, she had to be a San Francisco American mom, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I, you know, I've seen other her in other roles, and she's never played a British woman in no. any of the uh, roles. Private, Private Tutor, I think she has her accent. Does she? Well, I have to watch go. that again. Now, Private Tutor was that the one with that weird guy? I can't remember yes. the actor's name. He and he looks like a teenager into his forties or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yes. and yes, he's he like is. spying on the weird kinky yes. girls across his. That one's fucking crazy, and you know what? I, you know the sad thing is, I've seen that movie. You know what I remember about it more than anything else? He has Star Wars posters on his oh, yeah. wall <laughs> in his room. There's Star Wars posters all over, oh. all over, and I'm like, ah, I like this kid. We we need to to spend a few minutes talking about her best friend, um, who is she, really no help at fucking all. I she's she's, what she's are you talking about the worst friend ever. I mean. There's a scene where she's having, you know, sex. It's a threesome, and she's having sex with a, with an Asian chick. And the music that they play in the background is just ding, 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 ding. Because of that day, it's a big deal, you know. I mean, it's just come on. Everybody who was watching that was like keenly aware of how, like, that scene was unique because it's like, ooh, there's an Asian girl. I mean. Like Ooh. these days, thinking about an there's an Asian girl in the porn. Are you kidding me? That's crazy, you know. It's crazy awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in those days, it was like that was a. It wasn't just like oh, it's a girl who's Asian yep. in there. It was like uh oh, we have to underline this. We're, we're, yeah, we. <laughs> it's amazing there wasn't Chinese food being eaten off her stomach oh, yeah. or something like that because that's how it would have been. That was yeah. the subtlety of the taboo movie, too. You know? The music is all wrong. Hong Kong fucking music. Damn it. <laughs> Some fucking, fucking Asian fucking music. See, I didn't, even, I didn't even recognize Aunt Peg because she had yeah. the wig on. And I'm so used to seeing her with the she, she usually always had that hair, short yes. hair. And so I wasn't even... I mean, I should have because it, there's an acting style to Aunt Peg that's... Uh, pretty unique there's a, there's also an enthusiasm Aunt peg was oh, yeah. one of those she, porn she actresses up. it up with that 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 took to it yeah she took to it she she it was her calling yes there was a there was a that's why her characters were probably just like super exaggerated ver, or maybe even not super exaggerated versions of her own personality i've always liked to imagine not that I she worst not worst worst person to go she's to kind after. of um Go ahead. <laughs> no, she's kind of um, one of those very pro pro sex pro porn. She's right. kind of like Nina Hartley or, of, or yeah, Seika there's, there's, or yeah. There's not much difference between Aunt Aunt Peg the or Juliet Anderson the actress and Juliet Anderson the uh, person really. So I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of just uh, the weird kid from Private Teacher. Uh, that's uh, Tom Byron. Tom um, Byron. Just... He's also. Uh, yeah. And if you want to link that, that to Taboo, he's also, it's well worth looking up. And I can't remember who the director is. It might even be Curdy Stevens. Um, but it's it's someone who's a famous porn director, did a mini series for some porn TV channel called American Taboo. And it's six hour long segments. Jeez. It has Ty, Tom Byron in it. 
and it is evil. It is it. You know, you know how in this movie it's like, all right, to get serious about this topic, incest is usually not something that families do with gusto. <laughs> you no. know, it's not no. usually a. Uh, uh, something that everybody's consented to. It's usually something that takes years and years and years of therapy. But in Taboo, it's like mom's just like, hey, this is great. And the son's like, yeah, oh, yeah whatever, you know, and whatever, <laughs> uh, you know, things are actually going uphill once they start sleeping together. In yeah. Taboo American style, and it's been a long time since I've seen this, but uh, I remember enough of it to remember that it is basically about the, in you know, from the daughter sees the mother cheating and it kind of like snaps her brain and she just starts sleeping her way through her family and her friends and destroying everybody out of just sheer spite. You know, she's just like, everybody's a piece of shit. So it's, it was a mistake. (laughs) It's, it's an intense, it's, it was intense. It was an intense soap opera and, uh, not very, uh, lots of sex in it, but not very hot because it was like, actually like sort of covering, I, I mean, it wasn't like, you're, it's not going to win an Oscar for writing psychologists are going to go like, this is psychologically sound, but it was more in the vein of realistic, you know, um, family that sleeps together probably is going to end up broken apart alcoholics and not happy. <laughs> yeah. Whereas and, in this and, one, and it's probably. just like, Hey, this is a new beginning. <laughs> it was the seventies, man. A new day. It was, it was when the eighties was still the seventies. Yeah. I mean, I had a good looking cousin, but no, you know, it's just, uh-huh. I can't picture it, you know, but I kept having to tell myself, you know, like when I was a kid and you'd watch movies with blood, my old man would say, it's just ketchup. It's just ketchup, boy. It's not real blood. And I'm going, it's, just it's not really your son. It's not really your son. It's not really happening. Most people don't have moms that look like Kay Parker either. Yeah. She was uh, only 33 when she made this one. And her son right. I, I mean, like they were 30. probably <laughs> a few years apart between the two of them. Yeah. So you had the kid when you were 10. I, okay. Now, I remember reading an interview with Kay Parker. There was an interview with Kay Parker, and then there was an interview with the guy who played her son. And she was just like, oh, the scenes with him were wonderful because he was so handsome, and I was so happy to, I you know, don't... I was happy to have sex with such a handsome young man. And then they interviewed him, and he was like, yeah, she had the most terrible breath I've ever experienced oh, nice. in my life, and it was very hard <laughs> to do scenes oh. with her. She was the nicest person in the world, but let me tell you, she had the worst breath ever. <laughs> don't, 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 ruin, don't ruin it for me, man. Don't, Come don't, on. Don't ruin the fantasy. Oh, jeez. What an asshole. That's but, me. You know, anyone that uses that type of... Anyone <laughs> that still uses that type of hair dryer, uh, there is... I, I don't... What what the what the uh, fuck do you call that? How thing big that... are your balls? If you sit there after having sex with your mom, she writes you a note saying it's wrong. We're gonna have to talk about this. That you sit on her bed in a towel, <laughs> drying your surfer hair with her with her hair dryer. That's not even <laughs> surfer hair. I don't know what the hell to call it's that. It's got hair. the middle part going. It's like the most poindexter-y thing you could have at the time. Oh Weird. my god! And and you know. The talk did. Let, needless to say, the the second heart to heart, the heart to heart did not go well. It 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 didn't end with you know what we we're gonna do. It ended just basically with you know they were banging her son again. Well, that's one of my. That was that part of the movie. Yeah. That particular scene is the one that's burned into my head. Yeah. Because it, I, oh my god, did it that. bring the house down with a with a room full of teenagers? 
it brought his acting. The scene where he's like, you know, mom, what happened was great, and I don't feel any lesser of either of us. And you know what? what I want it to happen again. We have that, son. We have a word. There's a word for what we're going to do. It's incest. And you notice after that point, after those lines, they, they give him lines. And then after that, he just they're just like, keep making out with her. Don't just stop talking. Keep making out with her. And, and she and, couldn't talk because she had his cock in, his, in her mouth. So, right, you know, right. She, 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 she fought that off for a whole 15 seconds, really. But boy, oh boy, it brought the house down. He's like looking at the camera sincerely, try you know, <laughs> giving the line to it, giving giving a line to his mother in that yeah, stilted and, acting. It was it's just beautiful. It's it. When I watch this movie, I get a lot of Boogie Nights out of it. I think Boogie Nights oh, drew absolutely. strongly from this era of yeah. He, you know, he would I, totally be the guy going, yeah, it's imported Italian nylon. He would be, yeah. He would be, he he would be Dirk Diggler. He was Dirk Diggler, you know. Yeah, he definitely was Dirk Diggler. He does not own a pair of underwear. Oh, and also, can I mention that, like, how easy is Kay Parker that you actually like kind of seal the deal by getting the shittiest clown in the world to make the most perfunctory fucking balloon animal ever for it? Oh. oh my God, this is. That clown was so like tired and cynical, and he just like, here's your animal. The guy pays. Fuck she's out like, of my face. She's like, ooh, and the guy pays him, and he sort of gives him a little like half-ass salute. His, all he needs is a cigarette dangling out of his mouth, you know. Never breaks a <laughs> smile. It just has the painted-on smile over his like blank, deathless yeah, that stare. That whole San Francisco montage that they did. <laughs> Uh, it it was absolutely. She fell in love with him eating uh, Dungeness crab at Fisherman's Wharf. I'm going, my God, what what are you? I what are you doing here? What are you? Then they go to it's, Chinatown. And then and, they go. And here's another thing where they haven't advanced over Deep Throat, and this is something you notice in a lot of student films. And a lot of these people were early on, and there's a lot of, you know, how usually someone gets out of their car closes the door to their car and then the next shot is inside and they're coming in they're like hey everybody not in a porno movie they get out of the you see the car pull up all one shot the door opens they get up they walk up the sidewalk next cut they're walking down the sidewalk they turn next cut they go down to the door where they have to go to they look at the door they open it and they walk in and there'll always be like four or five shots like that in porno movies where they think, yeah. okay, we got to filmmaking. We got to get them from one point to another, you know. <laughs> and and being as they only had money for like maybe one house that they filmed it in, you kept seeing the same picture. Yeah. In, it, when when they were going to like the sex party, well, they had a few more pictures, but there was the same naked lady picture right there. So they just moved <laughs> the furniture around a little bit. Well, you know? I guess you one of the producers of the movie they shot in his house in the bed the bedroom scene where she yeah. sleeps with her son is his son's bedroom <laughs> so that guy probably grew up and saw his bedroom in this movie you know that must be weird and it also had the ugliest bed i've ever seen in my life the, the bed that gold fucking uh i don't know oh in like her room that sopranos discarded furniture everything just screamed needless to say it did not hold up well as far as fashion and freaking no. furniture goes oh Oh, that that yeah. That I'm I'm pretty sure 
give me limp dick. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure all the house scenes were shot in one house. Yeah. And, then, and even like at the orgy scene, like where she would look into the other room, they shot that all at the, at the swingers party place and just intercut them together. I, I do like how people would enter. She would stand there and people would enter the orgy by throwing off their clothes like people getting ready to jump into a pool. <laughs> they totally look like people at a pool party like, woo, and like. Everybody in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They'd run it and like uh, it was just short of watching them dive into the those. It was horrible. It was it was horrible. That orgy scene was just so many so much hairy dudes, dudes with kind of beards, the guy with the beard, uh, the the guy with the back hair. Well, the, all the chicks had beards too, if you know what I mean. So I don't think anybody can. <laughs> oh yeah, they all had beards. Well, one, one way I'll or the say other. something about the the women of Taboo. They're all in my. They pretty much were all in my wheelhouse. Yeah, but the, 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 the actors of Taboo. They got some guys that were just sort of like ordinary, swarthy There's, guys that really shouldn't be in a porno. I mean, I, I, I imagine what they did was probably like they knew some swingers and said, hey, we can do this scene. So you probably saw the, a good amount of those were like real life swingers, which is really you'd rather see pretend swingers, actors <laughs> playing swingers and real swingers. Uh, that's one of the things I kind of like about the 70s stuff. It's kind of it's just like. Yep, that's just a regular I've, dude. I yeah, yeah. I've been I uh, once again the pagan festivals. I've 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 witnessed some some swingers in action, and it um, arousing is not the word that's usually going to come up to you. Yeah. Uh, Mutual like, of Omaha's uh, Wild Kingdom they didn't is make a more giant face to crotch circle. <laughs> that's that is not if if yeah if that is not what a real swingers face to crotch circle w- would look like it would be <laughs> it would be more akin to like an industrial pig farm <laughs> it's, it's like to see waiting. your first nudist beach or or yeah you take a peek at what's out there at the yeah. nudist colony and you're like well this is nothing like is what not i thought like it was the, gonna be not movies like lied to me they shouldn't play volleyball what is the, what's going on <laughs> what is this yeah it, it definitely but it was realistic i guess you know yeah, I, mean, I always wanted to go to a nude beach i wanted to play nude badminton so i could hit the shuttlecock with my cock <laughs> with your cock <laughs> You know, it's got to be that, called that for a reason, right? Sand everywhere. No, fuck that. <sighs> yeah, that's right. And what but, did you yeah. guys think of the townhouse? Oh, wasn't that the the, the most creepy looking thing ever? I, I don't know about how anybody can approach, like, when if you have a, a swingers pad. You burn those mattresses every time. No. And they were just, they were That's just the thing. You know they don't burn those mattresses anymore. No. You gotta let you gotta let all that experience seep in there. <laughs> the history. I mean it's like it's rings tough on to a find tree. somewhere it's tough to find somewhere with a finished basement that you could actually do the the uh the orgy circle in. I mean that that, that takes a good amount That's of, a lot of space, yeah. Yeah, I didn't count how many it was, but it had to be at least twenty people. Absolutely, at least, without a doubt. I mean, it was. Ugh. That's a lot of musk. It's a lot of crotch musk rising up. Yeah. Well, here's I the watched... thing for anybody who wants to check it out. It's uh, it's readily available on the streaming sites and the downloads, and you, you certainly will have no problem finding Taboo starring. And you Kate should Parker definitely watch it because anytime oh, and you. There's... Get... 
Anytime you get a chance to watch K Pocket, you should. As far yeah. as as far as entertainment goes for a, a porno movie of that era, it's pretty high on on my list. You know, yeah. it, 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 not in in hotness value, but in just sheer just that it exists. Fun. Just sheer. I mean, I, somebody I just... said somebody said to themselves, this guy Curdy Stevens said, you know what the world really needs now is. I think the porno world really needs incest. I think people are really, that's what really we're like just dying for it. And it turned out it was a huge hit, but the, of course. and he made a bunch of other sequel. There's sequels to it. Yeah. I have seen parts of the sequels, but I have not I, really seen. I like, any ta- I like taboo too more. Cause that has Kay Parker with Juliet Anderson. Oh. Is it like, is it like return of the Jedi or empire strikes back? Well, that scene is like Empire Strikes Back. It's just that's just a good scene. I think I know what you're talking. Is it a pizza boy? Does it involve a pizza boy? Yes, I have seen that. I I have not seen the movie. I've seen that one isolated scene. Then, so okay, so that's taboo too. Okay, so that might be worth checking out. But the 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 the, I think Curdy Stevens like produced or directed like a whole like up to like Taboo Nine. But I I also noticed it wasn't something that people like. It was a huge hit. It didn't really inspire like a string of imitators, you know. It wasn't like all of a sudden, it was like, oh, they we could make a lot of money. Let's make all these movies with people having sex with their their family members. It was this no. weird little thing that he sort of seemed to stake out for himself, and everybody else was sort of like, well, that's good. He can have it. <laughs> yes, we'll go back to the clitoris in the throat. Yes, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, it, and it's Kay Parker's. Uh claim to fame and she is still alive and she's uh written a couple of books and she's into the whole metaphysical uh thing right now she's got a website you know you can go there and and she'll help you through basically any problem uh that you have the website's actually very amusing i i Uh, saw an interview with her and she was talking about how like i never did a movie and every scene in my movie had to have you know love is the basis of the the motivation behind the sex and i'm thinking to myself i'm not <laughs> yeah, sure first. that's uh, true no i'm sure yeah. it was the wad of hundreds and all the cocaine <laughs> yeah if I'm, you want to go deeper into it you can get her book taboo sacred don't touch ooh, whoa which, whoa which was revised which was revised in uh 2016 she actually it came out in, in 2001 but uh <laughs> she revised it in 2016 and uh, mm. you can read it, and it's uh, basically an autobiographical journey spanning six thousand years. Oh, okay. is she, oh, does she, is are we going to some of Kay Parker's past lives and stuff like that? I, I have no idea. I I, I I don't ever need to read a single word she's written. I or have to have about that book any of her past lives. <laughs> I have to have that book now. It sounds like it yeah. sounds like required reading to me. <laughs> yeah. Wish she would have kept up the British accent for the movie. I, oh, I want to get her Mommy on the show home. now. Mommy's home. Take out your wanker and smack it against me cheek, would you? <laughs> Definitely would have been a, <laughs> an entire different movie, you know? Yes. Come give yeah. it to Mama. I got just got home from my job of typing one fucking word an hour. Maybe and we'll, getting, may, maybe getting we'll have, up. Maybe we'll have to do some some uh, one of the sequels one of these days because i was just thinking like 
for the most part, the only ones that I was really thinking that we would end up doing a real retrospective, like that, that you could do a real porno retrospective on would be the devil and miss Jones series. That has different filmmakers. Each one has different filmmakers. Each one has a whole different feel. They're all like valid, crazy movies. And uh, yeah, one through four of those would be good. So, but you know, maybe we should do. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe we should, maybe we should check them out first and see. Well, we, should, we could do the Paul. We could do the Paul trilogy. He's only in the first three. As long as they don't break my heart like the Porky's trilogy did. Uh... <laughs> I see. I love Porky's three. That was the first one I saw. Porky's Revenge. Yeah. Oh no. Well, oh, it's got my favorite scene in all three of them. Oh. When they're all at the teacher's house spying on him. That was the scene in every one of them. For God's well, sake. That's the funniest one. <laughs> the 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 amount of legend that movie had to it in proportion oh. to the quality of that movie was an amazing thing when it came out. That movie was the legend of our... It had to be middle school when it came out. Yeah, it was middle it's, school. It spawned the whole, like, retro teen sex movie. comedy. Yeah, man. I mean, what are we, The Last American Virgin falls that into that. That one is depressing as fuck. Yes, up. it is. Isn't I remember watching that late night on HBO and being like, wow, this I is a sad movie. Best, but yeah. I best, my best wasn't good enough. <laughs> Doesn't and, that one have Dr. Dirty in it, too? Is that the one where they go to Mexico with Shelly? Um... Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's no. losing it. Losing it. Okay. Losing it. Yeah. Oh, is uh, the last USA American Virgin like... the one with the fake Charo in it? Yes. yes. Okay. No, uh, no, wait, no. Was that losing it? Last American That might have no, been I... losing it, too. Yeah, because that was losing it was the one with the fake, the fake Charo, Charo in, it. in it. They all go there to... <laughs> The fat chick, the, the fat guys on the Charo chick. Oh my god! Yeah, I still remember my dad cracking up watching that. He's just dying, fucking dying. I, I liked all the ones I saw on USA Up all night. Hot oh. moves. Uh, it was a private school. Private school. Oh man, there was just so many. Buford's well, my Beach first, Bunnies. my first porn was Private School for Girls, which I think is a different movie than Private School. Yeah, probably it wasn't Private Benjamin either. Private, private School has uh, uh, what's her name there from the Gremlins? Gizmo. Polly <laughs> Holiday. Yeah. Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Yeah. Oh, I always liked yeah. seeing Phoebe Cates naked. Oh, who doesn't? In in high school, that would have been Phoebe Cates was like my dream, like the the ideal woman to me. Like that was like the ideal. My I, ideal woman in high school was any woman that would basically talk to me. Well, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. But if I was like, if I was like setting sta- if I was in any position to set any standards in high school, it would have been like Phoebe. If Phoebe Cates was in our high school, she would have been the one I would have been like. One day I would marry her. Except I will never <laughs> speak to her. Goals and I would have been like, one day I will have my penis in her. There we go. <laughs> you will be mine. If I can't have like, you, no one will. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kevin Klein, son of a bitch. God. Hate you, Kevin. <sighs> I actually oh. got on a weird bender the other day where I ended up watching all these clips from A Fish Called Wanda oh, out okay. of nowhere. No, Ken's coming to kill me. Oh, that I movie. I love that movie. Everyone and it's Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh man, I wish Jamie Lee Curtis did a porno movie so that we could oh, yeah. talk about it on here. 
Maybe we can maybe we can do an episode where we just combine all the scenes of Jamie Lee. Maybe we should do a celebrity skin episode at some point. Oh, you will I will have to be on I I have been a, a celebrity skin connoisseur since I was old enough to steal We'll, we'll have you on as the guy who can tell us the 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 time stamp marker. Well, I don't on know the timestamps. That's that's a little out of my There's a book my... you can get that tells you all that. Yeah, it's called the internet. Right down <laughs> But I remember the good old days of uh, Rob Celebs and all the other uh, early websites, Hog Rock Cafe, all these ones that were just totally devoted to just finding the the Well, I the mean, there was, before all that, there was Celebrity Skin Magazine. And I, which yes, was, and I bought it. Which was, I uh, personally, as a film nerd, Celebrity Skin was better than regular porn to me even though it was soft core you got to see very soft core you got yeah. to see all the fuzzy pictures of your favorite na- <laughs> actresses boobs through a telephoto lens and there's, some, there's something to be said for those heady days of the of the fuzzy picture oh yeah we we we're talking about that on our uh yeah. on our all the, magazine all the naked celebrities oh. now are like crisp clear cell phone pictures yeah, oh, I know. Uh, the fappening. We miss you. <laughs> mm. Oh, the 80s to go back. Ah, uh, yeah. Taboo wasn't even the 80s yet, though. Still it was 1980, I it guess. It was 1980, it, but, you know, it was, it was definitely... Yeah, it was basically still the 70s. It was yeah, definitely yeah, right. still the 70s when you look at that movie. <laughs> yeah. We and, don't it really... still, and it still is the 70s when you look at that movie. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the, the 80s doesn't really become the 80s for erotica until Tracy Lords hits the scene. Oh, Tracy Lords. Which do, we won't we be able to, to really talk an, about. We need to do, like, what would be the what would be the equivalent of food for Tracy Lords? Like, food, oh like Virgin outlawed, fo- outlawed or, food or something like uh, that? Let's see. Um, oh, God, I was going to say. Sinful food? I don't know. Ripe fruit? I don't know. <laughs> like, veal parmesan? Oh, veal, yeah. <laughs> tender, tender veal. Tender mm. veal. But yeah, you like want... Tracy, Tracy Lords can, uh, Tracy Lords dangerous. She can still get people in trouble. Yes. To this day. Yep. She's the most so dangerous the porn star of all time. For her is the, from the two that were legal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I rem- one of the, one of the key porno movies that I saw that was a mind blower was called New Age Hookers. Yep. by the Dark Brothers that had Tracy Lords in it. We weren't even aware who Tracy Lords. She was just one of the actresses in the movie. What? I, and I can't wait till we get to Devil and Miss Jones Part Three and Four. Can't wait to because expo- you can't find a copy. Of, there's no copies of uh, New Age Hookers, which is one of the most bizarre porn films you'll ever see in your life. And it's, it's like I said the other day. I can't get a copy of Ripples and Wrinkles anymore either. Mm. We might that be was... able to scare those up. Those yeah. actually haven't been outlawed yeah, and destroyed. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if and anyone then, uh... out there has a copy of Ripples and Wrinkles, please get it to it. Just, it, it uh, was yeah, just you about can contact us through our Facebook, Eat It well, and Beat It Facebook page. and uh... we, we watched it in high school, and we were laughing our ass off, and Mail- we had a video, VHS hey. dub. I told this. I, I I told the story, which would we'll, we'll get into. We'll get into a BBW plumper episode here and there. And yes, I'll tell, I'll tell the story of uh, the plumpers of uh, of um, <laughs> what plumpers. was it? The plumpers of Sunnydale Farm or the plumpers of? Uh, I can't remember. The, we were talking about spa, it the plumpers of something spa. But you had me the you had me you found me a copy of it within like five minutes here. Although yeah, it's it was German in German. Dump, 
Plumpers of Sundance Spa. Und Plumpers? Oh, but that's God. another story for another day. It is. And, of course, we are, you are welcome to come back anytime. We'll have you back for sure. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> when yeah. you talk in wheelhouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure there are people that in, in high school, if I had... If I had said, hey, in uh, you know, 20 years, I'm going to be talking about food and pornography on internet radio. They'd be like, yep, sounds about right. You had me at meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, go uh, make some meatloaf. Let it sit in the fridge overnight. Then have yourself a nice meatloaf sandwich. And then when, mm. you're, when you're making the meatloaf sandwich, look over, on the to kitchen, meatloaf. Look, look over at the kitchen table. See that note there? You might want to read it. <laughs> <laughs> terribly, terribly wrong. Terribly wrong, Paul. Dear Paul, we lost our heads last night. <laughs> All of a sudden, she's... shop at amazon.com please consider using the link at twotruefreaks.com to shop there if you use this link to go to amazon and then you shop two true freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra so you get to shop as usual and help out the two true freaks at the same time visit our website at twotruefreaks.com two true freaks is always spelled t-w-o T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks.
Yeah, it rings. Wait a minute. Uh, um, I got it in the tip of my tongue. Come on. Uh, oh, golly, I'm nervous. Let me see. Oh, Alexander Dumbass. <laughs> oh, Henry Dumbass. 